Hi, and welcome to the Keys to It All podcast. I'm your host, Keely B. I want to thank you so much for joining me today, as I hope to explain a little bit something that I've learned about a key to just a better life in general. Today, I want to talk about catching idols. I don't know about you, but I think we all know that the second commandment as presented in Exodus and Deuteronomy says that you shall have no gods before the one true God. And we happily go along with life thinking that we fulfill that commandment regularly. How would you feel if I told you that unfortunately you did put other gods before our father? How would you feel if I told you that you have a number of idols in your life, idols that we all need to deal with so we can walk in the freedom that God has designed for us and really what his plan for our life is. These idols are keeping us bound and chained to things that are not of God. But I hear somebody saying already, Keely B, you are so wrong. I don't have any idols. I don't put anything before God. Okay, well, let's start with the definition of idolatry. Idolatry is anything that takes the place of God in your life. It's when you lose sight of Christ. It's worshiping the creation rather than the creator. Again, I hear you thinking, no, 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 I don't do any of that. And maybe you don't. But let me give you a couple of examples just so we can make sure. Those in my uh, women's ministry and church, they know I love to talk about winning the lottery. I know that's really crazy, but I don't even play the lottery. But every time that Powerball jackpot gets up there into the hundreds of millions of dollars, I find myself paying so much attention to where the jackpot is going and even praying for God to make my numbers come in. I've made that promise to God to tie that 10% of it for sure. And it's like, God, if you just give me a chance to prove myself to you in this, I promise you I won't let you down. I start daydreaming about what I would do with the money, where I'd travel to, who I'd take with me, what I'd buy, all that good stuff. And uh, I think we all kind of do that. I know this is a very silly example, but it's so real. Fortunately, those mega jackpots only hit every now and then. But the thing is, we take our eyes off of Jesus in that time. While we're daydreaming about the things we'd spend the money on and begging God to just try us in this, we're rarely asking God if he wants us to win the lottery. And if so, what would he want us to do with the money? But like I said, that's a silly example. Let's get a little bit more practical. In my recent studies, I came across an article on a website called BibleReasons.com about idolatry. And they included some quotes. And this one by Paul Washer really hit me hard. It said, if you want to follow Jesus because he will give you a better life, that's idolatry. Follow Christ for the sake of Christ. He is worthy. When I read that, I was so taken aback. Because I know there's been times that I found myself praying and worshiping God because I was looking for something better. I was had this idea in my mind of what it was I needed him to do for me. How it was he was going to fix my life or what I felt I would be happier in if he did fix. We've often said things like, God, I need a new job, so I'm going to worship you until I get it. 
You can replace job in that sentence with house, car, spouse, attitude, dress, really anything. In fact, I've even heard that taught in many churches across the country. The thing is, God actually does, in many cases, respond to those such requests. And sometimes they are exactly what we wanted and needed. But other times we get what we asked for, yet it is nothing like what we needed at all. Let's look at a couple of scriptures to understand this. Let's go to Ezekiel 36, 25. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. Have you ever considered that God gave us exactly what he wanted because he needed us to see that we wanted that thing more than we wanted him and that we actually only turned to him to get that thing? And then when it didn't turn out the way you planned or expected it, you'd look back to God to intervene in the situation again. But his word just said that in what we just read said that he will cleanse us from all our idols. The problem there is that we didn't realize it was an idol to begin with. There was a time in my life where I wanted a particular job and I prayed and I prayed that I would get it. And I did. And for a while, it was great. But over time, it started to take up more and more of my time, and it pulled me away from God. My personal study time got shortened because I was staying in the office later and going in earlier. I even had to give up some of my church activities for a while. Everything about that job took me away from God, but it was the exact thing that I wanted. And I feel like God gave that to me to show me that that job was my idol. What I was supposed to learn was that I put the job before God. Let's look at another scripture. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is your heart valuing? Are you valuing things of this world like houses, cars, money, prestige, honor, respect? Do you value uh, spending your time trying to acquire or hold on to those things? I know it's a bit tricky, but it's really about your heart's condition. Are you desiring these things above and over what God desires for you? Are you more focused on these things than you are in actual righteousness? Don't get me wrong. It is absolutely challenging to be in this world, but not of it. Yet that's who we are called to be. We have to find our value in God and his righteousness. The money, clothes, the jewels, those things don't matter. And no, this is coming from a woman who loves shoes. I've talked a lot about money and things as idols. But did you know that worry can become an idol too? When you're so focused on how something is going to turn out, you put all your focus on that instead of any of your focus on God and you stop looking to God for direction. Even your innocent hobbies can become idols because you're putting them before God, spending more time on them than you are getting to know him. Even ministry can become an idol if you aren't doing it with the right heart, which is to bring more people to God. Let me give you one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 10.31, which says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That, my friends, is the key.
It isn't about the earthly things. Everything we do should be for the glory of God. Everything we do should be in the furtherance of the great commission, which is to spread the gospel to the nations. This, these idols, these accidental idols are the reasons why we keep going through challenging cycles, or at least one of them. We may not always have the same idol every every month, every day, every year of our lives. There are idols go through cycles. One time it's worry, the next cycle it's your job. But the world is full of ways to pull our eyes, our thoughts, and our hearts away from Christ. And that is what we really have to be conscious of. That is what we have to catch. So today, we're going to pray that God shows us our idols and that we can put him in his proper place in our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to speak to you right now, Father. We repent for all those things that we put ahead of you, Father God. We may not even realize that we do, Father. So we ask you to show us those things that have become idols in our lives. Those things that we put before you and our righteousness. Those things that keep us from following in your will and your way for our lives. Those things that keep us from spreading the great commission, Father. We ask that you just change our hearts, that you return our hearts focused to you, Father God, because you are where our treasure is and that's where we want our hearts to be. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the honor and the glory because you are amazing, God, for no other reason than because you are a good God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, friends, We've learned another key to it all today. And I have to tell you the truth that when I started to study on idols, I realized that I had so many in my own life that I really need to change my own heart's focus as well. So I hope you all join me in realizing that there is something better than what's in this world and that we just have to keep focused on God in order to see what it is he wants us to do, how he wants us to love our neighbor, how he wants us to be his hand and feet in this world. That is the key to it all. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, I really hope and pray that you will be more focused on God in this season. I love you all.